friends. Welcome to another episode of the Musician's Guide podcast. My name is Karen and I am here with Jen. No. <laughs> well, I'm Jen. Great. Yes. Yeah, so for those of you that are new, um, Jen is our most recent co-host or like the only co-host. Most recent. This- <laughs> it's crazy. It's like my first husband. <laughs> right. And the reason we're still laughing is because today's episode, okay, wait, wait, today is KCA's 10 year anniversary, you guys. So we have been in business for a decade and that to me just feels like a super mega milestone and Mm -hmm. I've been super excited. I've been super emotional. Um, Also like hormones, I just had a baby, but I'm like so pumped to share 10 things I learned in 10 years because I can finally say that I've been doing something for a decade. Like, Like there's an institution that I have been a part of for a decade, whether it was with somebody or by myself. And Jen, who also happens to be my younger sister, um, (laughs) tell us what you said to me that made me guffaw. I said, let's film this one first. I'm so excited. But also, like, let's keep it short and sweet because, yes, people love KCA and it's 10 years and 10 things that you learned. But, like, also nobody cares. Exactly. Let's keep it rolling. It's like those people that are really excited for their birthday. It's like, I'm excited too, but not as excited as you are. And, like, I could do without the balloon arch, you know? So, like, love it. Uh. This is why I feel like um, Mean Girls, like, oh, you keep me young. Like, this is why I'm so humbled all the fucking time in my own company. Um, Okay. So 10 things. How do you want to do this, teacher? Tell us. Just go. First of all, what are your feelings and sentiments around this? And then let's just start naming them off. Okay, fine. So first of all, I feel like extreme gratitude and you know how people say that like i'm humbled and honored and you know whatever and it's like no no no. but like i legitimately could cry about like how much i appreciate how grateful i feel um i'm also incredibly aware of how how lucky i was to start my business and everything that i've done at the time that i did um and just as a first generation immigrant like it's also such a huge accomplishment for me and i feel like famulan and my family (laughs) my parents have made such an insane sacrifice and and for me to like you know have been able to in some capacity make them proud because I don't even know if they're proud like that's how it also goes with Latinos but um you know I just I feel an immense sense of pride and also um for my kid now that I have a child like paving the way for them to do whatever they want and not like in a defiant way which is kind of how I started but more in like a you really can if you really want to do something you you will try and figure it out so that those are my feelings in a nutshell love it um I'm going to share my thoughts, but they're not in any particular order, except for this one. I do think this is the most important thing when running a business is your health. Health is wealth. And I think I would be so much further ahead in my journey had I not essentially shat the bed for the first five or six years because I was so unhealthy. Not literally, like metaphorically, um, just totally burnt out and trying to prove my value and just completely... I don't know, doing it for the wrong reasons and not just affecting my physical health, but also my mental, emotional, relational, like your health is, is your actual wealth and you will spend so much money, time, resources be behind if you don't take care of that. And if you don't prioritize that. And I I just can't encourage anybody at any age and any stage, if you're going to start something new, really prioritize your health. Yeah. I love that. And I agree because I've seen you transform and I feel like the podcast has as well. Just seeing you go through like a huge health journey of trying to take back control and take the reins and how much, not so much that you regret, but how much you wish you would have gotten more of a head start on it, meaning Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't have built 
you know, awful habits that then had to be corrected, but just had good habits from the get go. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, for sure. This one might be kind of controversial. And I was going back and forth between like, is this true? How do I feel? But in my gut, I do feel this way. Famous people don't necessarily help you grow your business. They can give you credibility, but there's so much nuance. So the whole myth that like, oh, you just need to go viral once or, oh, you just need, you know, the person in the principal in this orchestra to like sing your praises and then everybody else is going to come and bend the knee. It's like, no, that's not actually how it works. You you really have to build a solid portfolio. And in my experience, respectfully, not in the current moment, but like in the way of the past, like the fancier and the more famous people, the more work it was and, and the harder it was to to actually make any progress because it, it was such a mind fuck. So you know, just take it with a grain of salt and make sure that you don't put all your eggs in like working with a famous person. Cause, and my dad, dad says this all the time. Like you don't go to bed with prestige. Like I think that mentally, like you just feel like, oh, because I'm rubbing shoulders with this fancy person, like therefore I'm fancy. And it's like, I mean, you might be, but probably not. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no. Um, okay. I really like this third one. Um, if it isn't broken, don't fix it. Does not apply to business, especially since COVID. That is like the hottest take I've ever heard. And I love it so much because I'm also going back and forth with that of like, I don't know, people being like, be authentic, be yourself, but also like you're not playing the same game that they are. So Mm -hmm. get your head out of your ass and get it together. Like that's my energy with a lot of things. Yeah, I feel like especially since COVID, like, you know, we're in this, especially as a business owner in this mindset and especially if it's 100% of your income, like, oh, if I'm getting clients this way or if I, you know, have this retention rate, then like freeze, don't move, keep doing what you're doing and your income will grow a little bit or maybe you're making a lot and you're satisfied, but, you know don't look at any other area of your life because this is working. You have the retention, you have the income, you've made it gold star. And it's like, but what if a family member gets sick? Or what if you're fucking tired? What if you're burnt out? What if you have a medical scare? What if there's a global pandemic where 95% of your clients have lost 100% of their income? What do you fucking do? And it's like, pivot. The model wasn't broken. It was working. We actually grew by 50% during the pandemic, but there was a constant fluidity. And it was almost like a live organism that was just like, oh, no, no, we got to move here. We got to move there. And then also I just had a major medical event, which is having a baby and you are dragging me by my ankles to like change the model yet again. And it's so hard because it's not broken. We've, We've been in business for 10 years. It's successful, but it's not working for me. It wasn't working. So I think like just removing that notion that, oh, you're just going to figure it out and stay that way because you won't. You, we keep changing and evolving as people. So there's that's what keeps you sharp. And that's why entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart, because the higher you go, the scarier it might feel to fall. Yeah. One thousand percent. Next one. Number four. <laughs> Yes. I'm adding numbers to these because you're just riffing them. <laughs> I'm and I'm like, so sorry. Happening? Number four. Thank you. Um, relationships are the foundation of your business. Over and over and over, no matter what I've done, that's actually one thing I've really done right. People over profit 100% of the time. Even if they are wrong, they're right. And not in the like white woman, you know, client satisfaction, customers always right energy, but in the, you just never know and fostering and maintaining relationships really matter. Mm -hmm. And there's a degree of vulnerability and there's a degree of, of service that comes from being in a service industry and in a helping profession that, um, just really cultivating and fostering those relationships and, and giving people the benefit of the doubt is really what 
in the long term, from a business standpoint, helps with the referrals, helps with the credibility, with the testimonials, with people thinking of you and your business in a fond way and having good memories instead of, I can count on one hand how the people that have been dissatisfied and that has been more their issue than mine, really. Yeah. And I think the the quote that it's like, people are going to talk about you no matter what at the end of the day when they're sitting around the dinner table. And it's like, depending on what that narrative is, whether it's going to be positive or negative, like it has to do with the interactions that you have with them, mm-hmm. you know, in every different standpoint. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. Number five. Marketing is one of the most powerful tools in business, if not the most powerful tool. Yep. And not because that's, you know, what we primarily focus on, but if you think about it, anything you do ever is marketed to you in some capacity so and i think and oh god this has to be a patreon episode but i'm like people think that they're holier than now if they do not give in to marketing because it's the artist way or authentic and i might be like talking out of my ass because i'm not an artist (laughs) but like i just see so many things where it's just like no like you are just not so much screaming into a void, but it's like, you're amazing, but people just aren't seeing your things because you're not playing the marketing game. And it's not so much to win or to put people down or to be nasty or ugly or anything. It's more to just like have the efforts that you're doing be noticed and seen by other people, not in an egotistical way, just in a profitable way. If not, you have a hobby. So it's like this give give and take of just like the Barbie movie really set that precedent. And again, this is just KCA 10 years and whatever. (laughs) I'm talking about the Barbie movie that made like billions. But all to say that like, it was the marketing for it. It was where you saw it everywhere and it was repeated and it wasn't just like, hey, by the way, here's a secret. The movie's coming out this day. Like, wait for it or like a secret launch of whatever. Like, those days are past of like a criminal a person on the internet being like, launches in three days. It's like, no, yeah. you have to tell me what you're doing. You're not doing. Beyonce. You are not. You have to tell me what you're doing or Taylor Swift for that matter. Yeah. Like, we don't have the time to piece together when the fuck it's launching. Like, just tell us when it's launching. Like, yep. her and her 13 stuff and like... Yeah. um easter eggs on reddit and whatever it's like no no i don't have the energy for that so like yeah just tell us when it's happening and i agree i I think like early on i had to learn to park my high horse and then like enter the building and be like no i I really have to tell people what i'm doing i have to toot my own horn and and not even about me but about all the people that i can reach and support that i otherwise wouldn't have access to if they don't know what i'm doing so it's not even selfish it's not even like that you just want to have a gold star it's that the work that you're doing really matters Mm -hmm. and that is the number one way i see people getting in their own way is by not marketing yeah um, number six. Number s- yeah. Is, is it, it number six? six? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Number six. No. Two, three, four, five. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> Masters in education. <laughs> Woo. Um, this one is, I think mom would scream this to us as we were kids. You can't improvise experience. Mm-hmm. Like she would shout that from the mountaintops. And my mom is like amazing. And again, first generation Latina. Um, kids have parents that in the summers, instead of like going to camp, you like learned the next year's like schoolwork so that you would show up prepared. Um, so there was a lot of like, you have to have the empirical data and experience. You can't just show up and pretend like, you know what you're talking about, because that's not going to help you in life. And especially as a minority, like you have to be extra prepared. So I think I I always carry that with me, whether it's good or bad, um, to make sure that it, I don't necessarily need the degree or I didn't necessarily need the certification. I just needed to have real life experience for some things, of course, with a grain of salt, but for some things like to not feel like before I could market, I needed an MBA. It's like, no, no, I just need data points to tell me that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I think it's, 
and again, I, I'm feeling very Patreon-y today. <laughs> this might be a different... I just made it a verb. I love it. I This might be a separate episode, of course, but there's a big thing coming in right now to the workforce, which I've noticed, obviously, being in different facets of the workforce, private, public, all of that, where bright, young-eyed people are coming in which maybe I'm considered to be one of those, whatever. And they are, you know, not listening to what other people have to say about things that have gone well in their institution. And they're coming in and thinking that they know more than everybody else Mm, and wanting to change absolutely everything. Which, again, it kind of like, there's a, a fine line between like, yes, speak your mind and say your things and be an innovator and be all these things. And, you know, if all the people in the office can't turn a PDF into a Word doc, then for sure help them. But like, there's this also inside thing of just like yeah i get it they they might be slow or whatever but you also need to respect and learn as much as you can because as much as you do know a lot about this specific thing that you learned in college it might not be applicable in the ways that you think because other things are in place that are stopping that so it's just getting your head out of your ass pausing a moment and looking around and learning because you cannot improvise that experience mm-hmm. absolutely that's so well put and especially you know the fancier you are the the fancier your degree is like there's just this culture of entitlement mm-hmm. and i think that i don't know that innovators are really entitled like there's just a, a sense of of community and a sense of like fixing a problem and in order to like do that there there can't really be a ginormous ego so yeah i think just being humble enough to know that there's still lots for you to learn yes. and even in the position that i'm in right now like i'm constantly learning and constantly getting my ass handed to me. And I think that's the only way to make progress. Yeah, which leads us into our next point, which is number eight. Which is so freaking hard, but financial literacy is so important. Mm-hmm. Like top three most important things in the history of the universe. Yeah. Um, I feel like I would have saved myself so much anxiety and heartache. And what I really learned with this financial literacy piece, which thankfully I learned very early on in my career, is that passion will only get you so far. If you don't actually know your numbers, if you don't actually have a budget, you can get into big trouble. And like, I almost actually went out of business by thinking that I was too good to have a budget or too good to like really know what I was talking about. And of course I wouldn't do it stateside. I went all the way to Europe to like figure that out. So yeah, don't find yourself in that situation where you're calling your parents crying at 3 a.m., because you've run out of money, literally, and you're going to be stuck in a foreign country and yeah. everybody hates you. <laughs> Your life is over <laughs> and you're fired. <laughs> that was me. Also, I felt like, wait, what was that? Um, the Emperor's New Groove where he's just like crying on the mountain with the rain. Yeah, Cusco. Yes, that was For me. Sure. Also, I just said you know, financial literacy numbers and I just said number eight and it was number seven. I'm so sorry. I'm so stupid. <laughs> it's okay we're doing the best we can oh my goodness um, but yeah I, I agree i think financial literacy also people think that it has to do with like your business or if you're a 1099 or if you're whatever like a like gigging no that starts with like the very beginning of like you know if i'm in college if i'm in grad school how much money can i spend to do x y or z or if i want to go on this trip or if i want to do whatever like there's small things that you can start to manage now because if you don't know how to manage 50 bucks how are you going to manage fifty thousand? like right truly so exactly um not now number eight for real yes number eight um so this one kind of goes back with our theme but essentially to stay in your own lane 
it's so easy to want to reinvent the wheel. It's so easy to be like, ooh, so-and-so is doing this. Let me add this as a service, which, oh my gosh, t- story of my life. Um, and Because you're going to find yourself in a situation where you have a fleet of planes and they're not fully built and you also don't know where to land them. And you're I think that, that that, what? You're just flying, running out of gas. <laughs> With multiple in the middle of the desert planes. Yeah. And I think that this happens because you're falling prey to other people's business marketing. And it's not true. Like, you know, we're living in the era where people are like million dollar coach or six figure earner. And it's like that is marketing because you could have a six figure business that is in the red, which means that you don't make a profit. In fact, that you owe money is what in the red means. So, you know, you could say whatever you want on your Instagram bio, but that doesn't make it true necessarily. So I think like really staying in your own lane, putting your blinders on, this also applies to don't copy people's shit because what people create, context really matters. And if you're copying someone's stuff and taking it out of context, it's potentially going to be detrimental, especially if it's in the wellness space or in the self-help department. Like there are many ways to fuck people up if you're asking them the wrong question. And even with all the training and all the certifications that I have, like it is so, so, some people come to you and they are so fragile and they're not ready to do coaching. They need to go to therapy and you need to have that discernment and that awareness to be able to send them to the right place. And if you're not trained, you're going to miss that. Um, So yeah, stay in your own lane. Don't copy people's stuff. And don't let other people's marketing pressure you into creating things that you don't need to or don't want to or is not the time to do. Yeah, I love it. Um, number nine. I really like this one because I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> yeah, it's always be kind. Like always, no matter what. And for me, I've seen a lot of thank God I was in email and on social media because mm-hmm. you just never know. Like you can assume that somebody's I like to assume somebody's having a bad day or somebody took it out on me or, you know, they just don't know how to talk to people or, or they just read your name. They got Karen and they got triggered. Exactly. And they were like, you bitch. She is the manager, like whatever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think just like just being kind because there's been many occasions where these people come around and. I don't know. It's been like some of the best relationships or there's apologies down the line or, you know, there, there is that kind of recognition. Um, and then also there's been situations where I haven't been kind and not that it wasn't warranted because you should totally always be kind. Um, but, um, it was very unpleasant and going toe to toe with a crazy person. I just don't recommend. Mm-hmm. Especially if you email where like you're just clicking buttons yeah. and, not having enough context tone anything for for what it is mm-hmm. so yeah i agree yeah and the last one number 10 the last one is the most recent and the one that makes me the most emotional um is that you can be a parent and have a successful career have a successful business um another episode maybe a patreon i feel like you um where you know people talk about like your village and the support and all of that and yes that totally really matters um but also like you figure it out I think there, there's so many myths around like having to have all your ducks in a row or there's a right time to, you know, grow your family or whatever that looks like for you. And it's like, no, there, there isn't. Uh, there's no way to know. Um, and you absolutely will figure it out. And you'll even figure it out under the most insane circumstances. Sleep deprivation, insane chemical imbalance going on, hormonal shifts, the world is changing. Like there's just so much stuff. And you almost, I literally feel like a Navy SEAL to be honest. Like at this point, I'm like, I can fucking do whatever. Like I'm running on no sleep, 
crying baby, crying mother, crazy times, back to school energy. Everyone's angry and we're doing it and we're thriving. And it's, you know, it's, and, and we're moisturized because my skin is so dry that I must moisturize. <laughs> so I am moisturized. Um, so yeah, I, I really, really, really wish that I would have seen other humans share about their parenting journey and, and being in a position of power, being in the public eye, being a business owners, being celebrities, being whatever. Like I, I really wish I would have seen that in music because Every, everything just seemed like that wasn't in the cards for you or you had to hide it. And that was just so traumatizing. So, or you just stopped and you just stopped yeah. doing music or you stopped performing. You stopped Your life whatever. is over. Yep. Yeah. And also for anybody that thinks like a stay at home mom is like giving up on her life. Absolutely not. Like to me, it, it genuinely is the hardest job ever. Like yeah. I, it's so hard that I don't think I can do it. It's, it's too much. Like I would rather start 10 other businesses than like do that um, because it's, it's so much work and it's so much emotional bandwidth. Um, and also just realizing the kind of <laughs> bless you. I'm so sorry if I blew out your ears, my bad. <laughs> um, just also realizing the kind of parent you want to be and, and how you can show up best for your kid and what are those ratios with career. But yes, you can have a kid and be successful. So those are my 10 things I learned in 10 years. I love it. That's awesome. Thank you for letting us know <laughs> and for guiding us to all of this. No, I think it's awesome. And I think a lot of people, when they come to you, have so many questions of like where to start, where to whatever. And granted, all of these topics are very, you know, the bigger picture overview and maybe a little bit too simplified for what they are as far as just like all the things that you learned and what you've been through. But I think it's awesome to see that, especially now, like jumping into the space of like doing my own thing and not and trying to be my own boss and all this stuff. Like it's so hard. And I can't imagine the landscape that was 10 years ago when like digital marketing and like all of these things like weren't really a thing. Like people Mm -hmm. didn't use social media as a means to make money. And like the concept of YouTubers wasn't really a thing. Not that you're a YouTuber, but just in general. Influencer marketing. Yeah, Yeah. All of that. None of that was a thing. So it's awesome. It's cool. Yeah, no, I'm super excited and super grateful. Um, also, the podcast has been here for almost half the time. So, I mean, that's just such a huge blessing and it makes me think, and I'll wrap it up, I promise, to like back when I was a kid and I wanted to be a news anchor. Yeah. And not really even knowing that podcasting would be a thing of the future and like just being able to have like my own, I guess the show, but like a place where I can like talk to people and connect. And the fact that you, my my younger sister, can come and, and kind of join me on this like childlike fantasy is just amazing. And not to mention the fact that I get to do business with you. Like I can't imagine how much more amazing these next 10 years will be because you were there from the beginning, but now you're like really here. Um, So to just kind of see what that episode will be 10 years from now. How old will we be? <gasps> Ew. No, we're not talking. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Never mind. Take that back. Scratch that. Um, But yes, I do want to say that 10 years ago today, I was working at the Boston Symphony. I was working the box office. I felt extreme shame because all of my colleagues were going to get their masters at New England Conservatory or Boston University. And my father thought that I worked at a movie theater selling tickets. <laughs> so every day he would ask me how many movie tickets I had sold. And I was like, it's orchestra tickets, dad. And it was the absolutely most devastating time ever. And I was, you know, doing my whole thing with like talking to musicians in the orchestra and like I wanted to climb up the the ranks at the Boston Symphony. And then I just got tired of how abusive my my bosses were and, and how male dominated and traditional that orchestra was as much as I loved it with all of my heart that I went downstairs to the Bank of America, which was right next to the Dunkin Donuts, opened a business account and the rest is history. Just like that. Just like that. <laughs> you can do it too. Yeah. But no, I just wanted to paint the picture that it wasn't this like, I had this amazing idea for my garage. or like, here we are. It's like, no, it was literally like 
fuck this i'm out i was on a lunch break and i got tired of your shit <laughs> yes. enneagram 8 tm i love it Love it. anyway thanks jed thanks y'all for listening um we're gonna have whatever we said was gonna be patreon probably on the patreon and also we are launching our courses soon we are very we absolutely are um, in like a week yeah so the three social media courses musician's guide to social media back to basics edition content creation and strategy and tools for content creation with ai we're very excited. We've been working and crying about this for so long. So long. And we just cannot wait to get them in your hands. And we're so grateful for the support ahead of time. Um, and if you want any sneak peeks or any of that stuff, head on over to Patreon. We have tons free of that stuff. going on. And it's free and it's amazing. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>